Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Darren Connell, this is Straight White Whale and this is episode 32. Thank you very much for tuning in, it means a lot. We've got a new sponsor this week so I will give you some information. It's called Mr Junk and it's ran by my friend Ross. Mr. Junk is a rubbish removal business. So see if you've not got a car and you can't take yourself to the dump for whatever reason, give Ross a phone and he will sort you out with a quote. He'll come to your house, he'll take away your junk, he'll take away your rubbish, garden waste, all that type of stuff. He's a good guy. I know him. I went to school with him. I used to buy gear off him. He's a good cunt. <laughs> <laughs> No, but all the information will pop up on the screen. He's a good guy. They wonder if nobody wants to sponsor this fucking podcast. I'd suck his bang. I've sucked his banger, all right? For a I've bag. Su- I've sucked his banger. For a bag of coke. Ross, you want to come in my house, take away a mattress, walks into the house. The house is completely empty. And I did I'm going to suck your banger, mate. I sucked Angie's banger. I sucked the hair transplant banger. Your banger's getting sucked now. And he's like, ah, mate, I've got wains in a house now. Get your banger out. <laughs> so if you need rubbish removed, <laughs> get in touch with Ross. <laughs> Mr. Junk, right enough. Mr. Junk. <laughs> Aye, so... Um, wow. What a weird day it's been, mate. My fucking neck just locked up there before we went into the podcast studio, so I'm getting weird shooting pains in my neck. So apologies if I look like um, Quasimodo about to ring a bell to her. But then some people would say I look like him every week. Mm-hmm. No me. Thank you. Definitely not For me. your kindness. You stressed, mate? Do I look stressed? Just with the neck. I am stressed, mate. I'm very stressed for this tour and uh, things like that. I won't get too far into it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, a situation like that after a two-year lockdown trying to run a show is it has been frustrating. But... The show's going ahead, um, I've sold tickets and I'm looking forward to tomorrow at Greenock. So I'm not too sure when this podcast comes out, if it's b- before Greenock, um, there's still a tickets available, you can get tickets through, you know, walking up or on the link. And also I've got a support act, I've got Scott Agnew, he's my support act. Nice. I don't know if he's going to support me at all the nights because I'm trying to equally spread jobs for comedians that I love and he's a comedian that I love if it comes to it I probably will get him to support most nights but I would rather share share the gigs with people because that's what people's done with me share the love share the love I'll suck Scott's bang I don't know he's a good guy he's been there for me he's done a lot for me He's one of the ones that would let you suck his banger as well. I know, so. I was thinking that. That's the only time I've ever regretted saying that out loud because every other time's been a joke. See if I'd done that to Scott, here can I suck your boz and cock would be in my mouth before I even get to the end of that sentence. <laughs> Scott's a good guy, but man. Scott's a great guy. Have you done a podcast with him actually? Aye. Aye. Aye I did. did Brothers in Arms. Yes. Or did he? Was it Brothers in Arms? No, it wasn't. It was... Um, Podcast WC. Yes, I just get deja vu there. I know that we really don't get guests, but like Scott is that funny and he's that good and he's got an amazing story that I probably would get him in as a guest to mix things up a wee bit. Aye, uh, he told us he told a story in that podcast that's hilarious, man, about um 
meeting with like uh, oh fuck right I'm either making this I'm not making it up something about a priest oh. and or the guy had like some sort of mad priest thing maybe he met him on Grindr and the guy asked him if he wanted to come in here like a wee veil for the Virgin Mary oh my god and it was like I think Jerry asked him what's the craziest fucking story and he was like oh fucking shagged a priest was Grindr. he a priest? Can I remember, mate? I need to go back and listen to that. You can ask wow. him. You can ask him to tell you on Friday the story. I always remember there was a priest up my granny's, but Penny uh, Lee, mm-hmm. about fifteen years ago. You know how there's always a young, cool priest that everybody loves. <laughs> oh, he's David. Oh, he's a handsome boy. He can play the guitar and he can speak Spanish. Uh-huh. Well. David, or whatever his fucking name was, ended up on the front page <laughs> of the record. For fuck's sake, okay. Um, nothing illegal. He, he was basically fucking sticking dildos and all that up his ass, And I think he was doing it in the church. Right. And some, <laughs> somehow he get caught. <laughs> Definitely a man of God then. Aye. Um, fuck's sake. When you compare it to Catholic priests, it's actually not that bad. No, mate. Fucking Catholic priest at my primary school, St. Thomas's, he was one of these like um new see like on like the Sunday at mass or the woman would be queuing up. Oh, he's such a lovely guy. Similar to that, like David, except he wasn't young. And it turned out that he was embezzling money. He bought a Porsche to the collection plate and he was shagging housekeeper. Man. But he just gets shifted to another church. That's and surely you'd lose your job. Horrible and see if your job is one, to be celibate and two not to steal money for the <laughs> church, and you do both of them. Aye. Um, surely you lose your job, but no, you get shifted to another fucking hinky, get moved up to Springburn or something, mate. Honestly? Aye. Fucking probably know his face. 100%. Uh, probably walk past the cunt in the street. Might have uh, sucked his banger. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. If I turn up at a gig and I've got a fucking mustard stain on my shirt, they'd be like, ah, do you know what? He's riddled with mental illness. He's an alcoholic. Don't let him back in this venue. He can't gig here again. And then I need to email the fucking venue for nine months in a row. I'm so sorry. I promise I won't turn up with mustard on my shirt. Please, can you give me a gig? Ah, you're right. We'll give you a gig. But it's in fucking Manchester. It's six minutes long and it's four fucking quid. Is that all right? Aye, that's all right. I'll just be a priest and stick a fucking dildo up my arse. And get moved digs. Am I having a mental breakdown, man? I'm like cradling myself <laughs> on the fucking podcast. <laughs> There's nothing worse than neck pain, neck and back pain, mate. Aye. It's like toothache, neck, back. That's fucking brutal, mate. Aye. So brutal. But the pain brings it. I think it's been funny. So there we go. How have you been, mate? I've not been bad, mate. Have not you missed bad. me? I have. Extremely. The weeks seem long without your touch. <laughs> is that a lyric for a song it sounds like it, it. does doesn't it absolutely have you ever had a therapy I know therapy kind of confidentiality but have uh-huh. you ever had somebody that sat down and you've done that this cunt is a serial killer this cunt has ate a baby nah nah no never I've had people sat down where I'm like very concerned for them uh-huh. I'm like, oh fuck! Like there was a guy, and we're not breaking confidentiality because I'm no naming names. Mm-hmm. So that's the confidentiality agreement. Let's just say, I once imagined having a client that um, 
so potentially they're not real, um, who was basically so far into conspiracy theory that their whole grasp on reality had been shifted. So they were doubting everything about themselves and the world. And they were on fucking edge, mate. On, like, that sort of, like, they were rocking. Their anxiety was so high. Um, and that kind of can imprint on me where I'm, like, so worried for them. But I'm mm. like, no, I'm feeling fucking panicky and being in their sort of presence. But I try and just stay calm because um, if I'm calm, it tends to have a calming effect on them. But this guy... At the end of the session, I was just basically like, mate, you need to like come away from the internet. You need a detox because you don't know up for down, left for right, back yeah. for front now, because you're questioning all this sort of COVID shit. And I uh, was saying that it was like, really, he was like so angry that his friends wouldn't allow him to come round to their house during COVID. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. And he was like raging and saying that this is like, and it's their fault. And they've bought into this and it's a load of shite and blah, blah, blah. And kind of like, well, try to be the voice of reason here. It's not going to really work for this guy. So I just sat and listened and was like, how did that make you feel? And how does it make you feel like you're the only person that you know that knows the truth? This was the sort of idea. So it can, I can be unnerved by people's sort of situations, but I've never sat down with somebody and been like, wow, they're a serial killer or like narcissistic personality disorders, like sort of in there. I've never felt that after yeah. Um Maybe you. Excuse me? <laughs> so if a client was like, they're into sucking toes and all that, you'd be like, <laughs> Bobby? <laughs> 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 I'd, be, I'd be like that to my therapist. I've got a pal, right, that's into sucking toes and crunchy soles on the table. And they're like, is it you? No, no, it's my pal. For my grand's but <laughs> 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 for Butlins I, darn you're in denial you just need to accept it no I'm again but I swear it's mad how I, I'm, I've been addicted to TikTok mate recently the last couple of weeks it's very addictive mm -hmm. to the point that I've been unable to finish watching a film so I'll start a film put it on pause and then I'll just get lost in TikTok and it's like that guy you were talking about we love a conspiracy man we talk about conspiracies quite a lot on this podcast but there is some on tiktok that when you watch it you're just like what the fuck man like it's meant mentally mentally ill people that are getting access to a phone that are looking at this stuff and then believing it i mean one of the ones that i seen the other night was a street lamp right the the light on a street lamp and there was like a reflection from the the light on a window or something mm -hmm. so it made it look weird and people are saying that's a ufo behind the lamp and all that type of stuff just like really basic silly stuff Aye. is like the most it's an alien or it's a ufo mm -hmm. or mental man right we're now in this sort of i don't know man we're in this sort of like a time of no, even sort of conspiracy. It's a, it's a weird because conspiracy theories have been about since fucking the Romans and shit. You know what I mean? Like it was a conspiracy theory that got Jesus crucified, if you believe that story. Um, but uh, how how did I don't even know how to put this? But we're in the realm of insanity now. 
Like now that people can use phones to communicate with hundreds of thousands, even millions of people, like you've got clips on TikTok that have got hundreds of thousands, like your accounts got millions of views. You could use that. You could absolutely fucking use that yeah. as like a platform of whatever you would want to do. But people are now spreading their insanity and people that are also in the same category are finding this content and it's gained them sort of confirmation that somehow like they're right or, you know, instead of the healthy sort of questioning of your ideals that the reflection of a street lamp in a window is a UFO. Yeah. Is that a healthy idea? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I actually feel weird watching some of it. Like, see when I like watch it for an hour and then after it, I feel like I've got a hangover just watching all these kind of skin conspiracies about flat earth and all that i feel rough after it man i'm like that's frying my fucking brain I, I don't believe it though well i mean i think sometimes i i've i'll go into some sort of like we trance and i'll be on twitter mine's are, i don't do tiktok and it's no some sort of like old like that's for young people or any sort of push like that it's uh -huh. like i think as the social medias evolve they're becoming more addictive so as I'm aware of that, I'm like, I'm already kind of a wee bit addicted to Twitter and Instagram. I need to manage it, right? Uh -huh. it's no, I'm not addicted to it. But I like it so much that see if I don't, if I'm not aware and I manage that, it becomes, it gets out of order. But see what you're saying there? Like sometimes like I'll put on a podcast on YouTube and it's my missus that wants to listen to it. And I'm not really that interested. So I'll just be like, oh, fuck, I'll just go on my phone for like half an hour. It's all yeah. right, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you come out and you're like, what the fuck and you're yeah it feels like my eyeballs are burning and it's like that then i get that sort of like a wee bit of a sort of low level sore heat like you're saying a hangover i think what's happening is is that especially with tiktok every new video is another bit of stimulation so as a hangover that you're getting you're yeah. so stimulated even if it's conspiracy theories that make you go what the fuck is that and kicks on your fight or flight or something that just makes you think and you, your mind's turning over then the next video it's like a bird with fucking tits yeah and then the next video is like oh you know like blah 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 it's funny you're like bouncing for stimulation to stimulation to stimulation and it's your mind's basically like see if you find yourself having a hangover your mind is basically like gonna put that down like yeah. I, I need to recover here yeah i've actually been because there's a lot of things there's a lot of i don't know the term for it but there's like Say there's a beautiful woman and she's in a bikini and she just does like a wee eye roll or something really simplistic mm -hmm. to like this cheesy South Korean pop music mm -hmm. and it looks like a cartoon but it's not a cartoon and it gets like a million views and it is it's like looking at a shiny key or something you're like oh that's quite distracting but you don't really do anything but I discovered them um, brown noise. Have you ever heard of brown noise? No. So you get white noise and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rain sounds and stuff before bed. I've started listening to brown noise. It's fucking brilliant. What, what's brown noise? It's quite similar to white noise, but it's more, it's not as intense. Uh, right. More peaceful. It's just the same. Right. Let's, let's see if we can get any, any example for that. I was going to say something absolutely mental there that would probably get me cancelled <laughs> i thought brown noise was going to be the sound of like shits hitting the toilet or something can you delete that what i said there 
Right, that's brown noise. Mm -hmm. So that to me sounds like a waterfall. Yeah. But uh, it's like digital white noise, which is usually yeah. being brought down to. Digital white noise is a bit mad. I remember listening to rain sounds la uh, one night, and honest to God, like three hours in, I was like, you know, you're half awake, half asleep, and I was hearing like fucking people shouting and monkey noises and all that. I was like, what? <laughs> Getting a bit mental. I think they've just left a recorder on in the jungle. Right, aye. Like, like real, actual. So the, the voices and the monkey noises weren't in your head? They were in the recording? <laughs> I hope so. It'd be weird if it was in my head, but right. wouldn't it surprise me? It's just been a mic left in the rainforest. I, I do enjoy shit like that. I love that, like, if there's a thunderstorm, like, pure downpour, which is, I don't know, it's weird. I've not really had much of that this year, have we? Usually you get, like, two or three proper fucking lightning and all that. I love opening the window up and just sitting and just being like, wow, fucking yeah. hell, just... And then also it's super relaxing or something about it. It's just super duper relaxing. I love it. I'm a big fan of it as well, mate. Do you know any of anybody that's been struck with lightning? I don't. No. You? No. I've been out playing golf during Thunder and Lightning Ooh. and get told that that was a bad idea. Um, but I was just a wee guy. So I was like, up Harry Park. Well, I, I Fucking like that. Raining. I like that. I know, mate. Walking in the rain and I used to love running in the rain. Mm -hmm. Um, I but Scottish TikTok is mental, but Scottish TikTok is another level. I've been asked someday to someone asked me to play in a Scottish TikTok football match. Really? And I was like, nah. That I think that's class because your TikTok's only been there for what three months or something. Like? Yeah, and you're you're getting invited to um events as Aye. a Scottish TikToker. Mate, I done a boredom right. I was like, I don't want to just lie on the couch and watch another film, man. Mm -hmm. This is the story of my fucking life. So I decided to get my my stand out and I did a TikTok live um, live stream. And at one point there was like 600 people in. You kidding on? No. Don't get me wrong, a lot of them weren't my followers. I don't know how a live works because there was Welsh people and stuff in. Right. It was just random. Uh -huh. But it was a good laugh, man. Were people it, talking to you? talking away getting questions i was making people laugh somebody must listen to the podcast and asked us about the the acid story and i told them the acid story and then about i think i did it for about an hour and i was like right i'm fucking hungry man and this feels like a gig like i'm li <laughs> literally gigging uh like getting gig sweats mm -hmm. uh but i everybody was dead supportive and i said look listen to the podcast uh add me on facebook and that's brilliant, mate. We should maybe do a TikTok live be here one day. Do you know that's a great idea, mate? I just that's a great idea. Why don't I do that the next uh pod podcast? We could do it live, but record that and right. release it, obviously, so that we hit both platforms. Because yes. I think that that's that's a great idea, mate. We, why why the fuck not? I'd love that. And if it goes well, we could just do it all the time. I just start going live. I can't say horrific things about brown noise though. I we would need to like rein ourselves in yeah. and just be careful. You knew that there though. So you were like, I don't know if I should say this. And then you say that. We'll leave this bit in, but we'll cut what you said out so that people could be like, what were, what were they talking about? Yeah. Um, but you, you knew, you take yeah. a, you take a risk with stuff like that. I was you? being naughty. Exactly. We just need to not do that. I was being very playful, you could say. 
<laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> I was I was interested in your TikTok that you put out the other day with your audition. Yes. Right. So questions. Was that real? That was not real. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> so that like, was not real. <laughs> it was funny. Um, yeah. But, see, to be fair. The, re the the fact that I'm asking that question is a good thing because I was like, I don't know if this is real or no. And that's what people, that's what you want for that. You know what I mean? Most of the things that I post online, unless I'm saying I love a movie or something like that, is 95% of the time a bam up. Now, I posted that a couple of years ago, about two years ago. And it was, I remember doing it on a Monday. It was during Panto when I was doing a Panto. Sorry. <coughs> during Dundee. And I had a day off and it was a piss take for anyone that's listening, go onto my Twitter and watch it. It's a fake edition for Beauty and the Beast. And when you're an actor, you get a thing called a self-tape when you need to film it yourself in your house. So I did this self-tape edition of Beauty and the Beast when I set up the camera and I was trying to get the music off the laptop, but the laptop kept breaking and I just made it shite but hopefully funny as well. And I went into Panto the next day, right? And see the producer and the director. Mm -hmm. The producer was like, ah, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, what are you talking about, mate? He's like, ah, that Beauty and the Beast edition was push. And I was like, what? And he's like, that ah, was shite, mate. You shouldn't have put that online. And I was like, first and foremost, you actually think that was real? <laughs> like it was clearly a fucking bam up. Uh -huh. And he's like, oh, I never realized. And I was like, mate, I was like that with soup. Like <laughs> mental, the amount of people. I get that quite a lot though. Like people take everything I say online as face uh, value. Seriously. And I'm like, fucking hell, man. How can, but don't get me wrong. The people that get it are like, that's funny. Aye. I mean, it's a testament to your acting skills to be honest because i was like oh that's no real but then i was like is this the outtakes for an audition tape these went fuck it i'm going to fire this up on tiktok yeah and then i seen the last i watched it in your instagram stories and i seen the last bit where you were pure just on and i was like nah that's taking piss. but i was like i still need to ask you know thank you very much i take it as a compliment right, i mean i was wearing my my brother's running jacket that was too wee for me i was wearing a t-shirt with a label still on it and my hair it made me look like a fucking sex offender. So, <laughs> um, hi. By the way, someone got in touch regarding last week's podcast, and they gave us some information. Okay. You know, you know how we were talking about the snap. Aye. So when I said when you get the snap, medical term nasebunk comes out, and you said no, there is stuff that comes out. Mm -hmm. So it turns out there is stuff that comes out. Right. And I did not know that. Okay. So when you go and get the snip, they they burn something. Uh, see, when I thought you get this, <laughs> see me, I'm a fucking idiot, right? When I thought you get the snip, I thought they cut your balls open and snipped a fucking uh, something in your balls. Right. And then spunk when they come out your knob. Imagine if I was a doctor. <laughs> the, the, the way that you framed that there was almost like a doctor. Aye. What we're going to do is, right, we're going to cut your balls open, cut a wee bit, and then the spunk's going to come out your dick. <laughs> so there's like a guy got in touch with me and says they burn a wee bit of your testicles. It does something to the semen. Right. And then they stitch you up. I think it's like butterfly stitches. You're in and out. 
the Sandyford Clinic within You like, don't even go to a hospital? Nope, Sandyford. And people wait in a queue, by the way. He also said, like, when people are there for sex checkups, sexual health checkups, they said the nurse came out and says, whoever's getting the snip, wait in this queue. And then they all wait in the queue for the snip. Wow. And then you go home, you're bandaged up, and that's that. Fuck me, man. You need to chill. I mean, obviously you're rough for a couple of days, but it's more like an operation. Aye. I thought you would get six weeks off fucking work or something. Aye. Remember my, well, remember my dad telling me a story about Monko, and I think this was probably 80s, so I don't know if it was quite as easy as what it is the day, but he said that he went and get, a, is that a vasectomy? Yeah. Aye, hysterectomies, the female, and they get their, that's getting your Eggs. womb removed. All right, well. And then, aye, like a vasectomy's, could be wrong on that, you know, clearly me and Darn on the doctors here. But, um, <laughs> uh, he said that my uncle came out, walked down like a bit of a penguin walk, with like <laughs> a sort of like bandage at his, like, in, at his boss. So I, like I was saying, this must have been like before they had the tech to just sort of go in keyhole or whatever and just do a wee fucking burn. And my dad says, <laughs> all the way home, he kept slamming on the brakes. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't handle that, man. Imagine that you just get an operation on your balls, and then your brother was just pure. Oh, sorry, like pure slamming on the brake. I fucking die, man. That's mad. I thought it was like you get a wee, you know, you tie. You know how sometimes people can put a cherry in their mouth and tie a knot with it. Uh-huh. I thought that was happening. As so, I take it the bum one's the one that isn't reversible. You can get a reversible I'm one. I'm pretty sure there's one that's reversible in there. Fuck that. I'm too lazy, man. I hope, see if I get hit with a bus and on, somebody looked at these notes. Scottish TikTok is mental. <laughs> the snip in brackets, spunk actually comes out. And then below it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> the last one. <laughs> random facts of the day I don't know if this is true turkeys were once worshipped like gods okay so I don't know how far back that was if that was true but you were talking about Jesus you mm. know Jesus was a real man they're, they're well. no, they don't deny that Jesus wasn't real but what they're saying is what he done wasn't he real so they're saying he might right. have been like a a some type of fraudster or a magician or or something like that right i but, don't i don't think they've actually got any proof that it was actually real i right. think that might just be to pacify you know like mental christians i i've looked at this i had somebody somebody that we both know sort of have well they were kind of like jesus was real and i was like right tell me why but why do you say that you know i'm skeptical because i don't believe there's any proof Mm-hmm. He's like, there's a census. Bullshit. What's the census? Like, the census, you know, like the government send out a letter and they go, what religion are you? Uh, no, the census, we, we still do it. He's like, the Romans had a census. Um, And you Google it, mate, and it's so wafer thin. It's ridiculous. You're like, that's just, that, fuck off. Like, just the, 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 the weird sort of thing that I put to it, for me is is that the bible was written 
somewhere between sort of 50 to 100 years after the guy was supposed to existed. I didn't even know that. Right? The lifespan of a human being at the time was like fucking 40. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're talking like two generations after. We don't... we Only certain people could read or write. No, every, only the, the people like priests and, you know, like... Uh, the kings and the princes were the only people that could read or write. Everybody else was just left to just, you know, go on with their fucking life. How did they document this? Yeah. Why? How did they remember? We can't even get the story of World War Two right, and we had cameras. We've got footage, everything that fucking happened, and we can't get the narrative right. So I just, I doubt it. I, I'm open to what you're saying being a possibility maybe there was a guy that cut about claiming to be the son of god but you could find five or six of them on sucky hall street if you really wanted to right now hand jiving to fucking they bin dancing bin things (laughs) i'm jesus i've got a council house in mary hill um i'm gonna just um you fact checking i about turkeys uh the turkeys I suppose they get worshipped at Christmas now. Get worshipped. Well, they get fucking murdered, that's for sure. Um, Worshipted out the arse. Sorry. (laughs) Aye, so they're saying that turkeys were once worshipped like gods. um, And this is history.com, so like history channel. um, And it says, um, turkeys these days are mostly seen as a vessel for stuffing on your Thanksgiving table. But in 300 BC, 300 years before Christ, the birds were viewed by the Maya as vessels of God and honoured accordingly. In fact, the birds were originally domesticated to play part in a religious ceremony. Prized players in Maya religion and culture. They were once coveted symbols of power and prestige. Wow. So you're right, mate. Fuck being a turkey in 2022. Imagine that being on somebody's buttery piece with brown sauce at it. Mm-hmm. Thinking my great great granddad was a god. Who do we? Who do you think we worship as a society? So when we look back, or when people look back, so that was three hundred years BC, right? So that was three thousand three hundred years ago, roughly. Or like we're close enough to fucking twenty twenty two. No, like two thousand three hundred and twenty two years ago, right? Uh-huh. Um, going by shit. We are looking back and we're like, they worship turkeys. Who do you think in 3,000 years they're going to look back and think that we were worshipping? Technology, mate. Phones. AI. Money. Money. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's all right what you said there, but I think South Park did a really good episode on like uh, the f- witch trials. The Britney Spears episode where it's Britney Welch. The way episode. <laughs> I the way that um what they called journalists react to celebrity and the way that we react to like public meltdowns and stuff. Mm. I believe that that's a form of like a witch trial or you know a gladiator um entertainment type of thing. It's just modernized. I've never thought about it like that. But it is, really. Yeah. Like, Diana was like a witch trial. Yep. And so was Britney Spears. Yep. And all these child stars that get, like, you know, you see them walk into, like, mental breakdown, suicide, addiction, and then when it happens, they're like, oh, that's a shame. Or... Thoughts and prayers. Aye. Uh But you're like, you 
fucking made them be like that. The weird one about it is, is that we don't really do anything to change it, do we? No. We've, like Love Island, how many suicides have been associated with that programme? Yeah. Um, including Caroline Flack, like the presenter. And we've never really, nothing's changed. Still on the TV. Still yeah. doing the same shit. In fact, <clears throat> fucking Michael Owen's daughter was, she's what, supposed to be like 19 and they paired her up with a 27-year-old man. Yeah. Which people were like, hmm, don't like this. It's sus, isn't it? It's super sus, mate. Yeah. Because I, I can't think of any other shows off the top of my head, but as soon as something bad happens, I mean, Jeremy Kyle's a lump of cancer, right? But as soon as he gets found out, he gets cancelled. But what's the difference with Love Island? Because they're also promoting this fake image of, I mean, first and foremost, I've never watched it, right? So there we go. I've probably fucked it. But, you know, they're promoting self, like fake beauty, turkey teeth, fake tits, six packs, some stuff that is no normal. And um, I feel bad in saying that as well, because see the, the host, the Scottish comedian. Oh, what's his name? <clears throat> I've had an absolute brain fart there. I know who you're talking about. Could you quickly? Ian. Ian Sterling. There we go. Ian Sterling is one of the funniest, most down-to-earth people that I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And he's actually went out his way to be very kind to me. So right. I don't think he would ever listen to this. I felt a wee bit bad in saying that, but he's a good guy. And see, the thing is, see, if I get offered that, I'd be like, ah, welcome to Love Island! Yay! <laughs> I think you'd be a good presenter on Love Island. <laughs> but you're, you're right. Like, I mean, I'm a celebrity is another one where we're getting people whose stars have faded dangling a carrot at like 20, 30 grand. A lot of them need it, right? <sighs> Some of them don't. Some of them go into it voluntarily. There's nothing wrong with that. You can, you're an adult if you're like, do you know what? I quite fancy going into the jungle and eating insects and then and just sort of like, that looks like fun to me and go and do it. Some of them do it because of desperation, because they need the money. And we sit. And I mean, this is, this is a stereotype, but... People sit and stuff their face watching Z-list celebrities eat insects yeah. and be like, and sort of revel in their terror. Yeah. It's a weird, fucking weird, aren't we? Very weird. And it's so shit. Like, it's not enjoyable. I'm not saying, like, I don't want to sound bitter. I'm not bitter, right? But it's like, you try to be an actor, you try to be a comedian, and you try to create stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people write scripts and go through all these rewrites. I know comedians that have took years to write a script and then you'll get uh, fucking Tommy Sheridan eating a fucking Pringle with a bit of beetle shite at it and that goes viral. <laughs> like, Alright. Mm -hmm. I went to the Royal School of Art, Music and Drama for nine years for that. I never went to that school but you know what I mean? Right. No, I don't know what you mean. It's like, ah, uh, you dedicate your life to something, and then it, it's like the low, the lowest rung on the ladder is what gets all the attention. Just this pure shitey culture, like of laughing at people that have been successful and are no longer successful, and sort of, I'm gonna vote them off, and it, it's a weird. It, I. I'm with you, mate. I've seen probably the total sum of about 45 minutes of Love Island in passing. Uh -huh. um, and it's gross, mate. I I did used to watch Geordie Shore. 
Mm-hmm. And I was quite, I was young, like I was in my, my early to mid twenties and I watched Jersey Shore and then I watched Geordie Shore and it was the same sort of thing, mate. They used to be like, the favourite bits of these these TV shows were watching them in the gym. It's almost like Instagram, right? It's like their workouts, them pulling birds, them being on a night out and then them fighting. And see, when you think about like viral videos that we sit and we watch, it's like workout video, video of people being messy drunk, videos of people fighting, and we love them. Yeah. And that TV show was like all about that added into the tan, the six pack. Yeah. But the apparent mental illness that was on display was never really sort of what spoke about. Yeah. It was just all just pure, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be ripped, tanned, young, beautiful, going out, taking... Like these, the, the thing about it was it came out years later that they were all after nut and coke and obviously M- MTV wasn't fucking showing you them nipping to the bathroom for a line, but they yeah. definitely were all, that's how they maintain that lifestyle. So now we've got like young guys and women that are thinking that that's the ideal and pursuing that, uh-huh. no realising that one, they are rich people or they're getting paid a lot of money to do that and and it's carefully orchestrated to look like they're partying 24 7 but they're no they're probably going to like once or twice a week and it's getting edited down to make it look like a full week and two they're sustaining that through coke which is not good for your mind no so um no well that's the lifestyle that people chase now mate i don't really i i'm really worried about things like cocaine use and young people and how this sort of like fake euphoria of like i'll explain what i mean by that i went to see a band just before covid kicked in in like january 2020 um it's a band called dmas so they're like an australian indie band and it was a it was a weird eye-opening experience for me because i've been going to gigs like you when we were talking about when we were younger right mm-hmm. and we, you, so you're the perfect person to really talk about with us of like actually going and having an experience yeah. like totally in the moment gone wild in a crowd coming out covered in sweat no giving a fuck what you look like everybody's just pure oh my god i went to this gig and there were people there that were in that sort of category and were doing that but there was also the majority of people which were doing this weird performative like enjoyment like there was like a bit where this is what i mean by this there was a group of about five or six guys and the guy gave his phone to this lassie that was with him and went two seconds and they all took their taps off and he went down and he picked his mate up in his shoulders and he was go right go for it and when she hit record on the phone they started going fucking mental in the crowd and then when she stopped they were like right and they were watching the video in the middle of a fucking gig, mate. That's crazy. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like to my missus, what the fuck was that? Did you just see that? And she was like, I did. That's like, I'm just, I'm ignoring that. That's different level. We we never got, when I was a boy, we never got that when we went to gigs. Well, why did we go to gigs? Fun. To enjoy to ourselves. Enjoy uh-huh. I think some people are now going to these events for content. Yeah. And it's weird. Because I never real, I've seen someone in a restaurant, see when they take pictures of their, their, I take pictures of my dinner and I've put it on Instagram, everybody's done it right, mm-hmm. you've done it last night with a bar of chocolate, you dirty bastard. It wasn't a bar of chocolate mate, it was, well it was but 
cannabis infused chocolate oh was it aye did you not see the end date where it would I zoomed into the 500 milligram oh no I was just black out with the chocolate I was like <laughs> yeah bastard look at that dairy milk see instead of saying Cadbury's it says cannabis dairy milk did it fuck did it aye go and look at it if you want me look I'm dyslexic <laughs> mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm dyslexic. That bastard's putting chocolate. I know. I'm like, oh, he's having a cheat meal. Never realised you were having a wee bake. Um, That's why I replied saying, one square of this will be got to sleep. All right. You pure what fucking, fucking weirdo all about. I know. I'd be like, I'd be scudding the fucking rapper. <laughs> um, aye, there we go. So, Red group, ladies and gentlemen. Aye, restaurant. I have seen um, someone take a picture of their dinner with uh, some type of apparatus that was lighted. It was like a self-tape camera that you attach your phone to, but they had it kind of like this microphone. See, the microphone's a camera, and that was a plate. So they press a light, and it made their dinner look fucking amazing because it was in a top restaurant. But... Aye, it's mental. I seen a gig the other day, actually. It was Coldplay, funnily enough, uh, Chris Martin. I think he was doing a gig in Argentina or mm -hmm. something. Everybody knows they're cheesy. I actually quite like Coldplay. So I, do, I, I, I like Coldplay. And they're, for every ticket they sell with their, their concert tickets, they plant a tree with one tree planted. So Fucking brilliant. They're doing a deal. I would like to see gigs be like Nafones. That's what he did. He got to right. one one of the most one of their most popular songs, right? They started it, and about a minute in, he was like, "Ah, cut!" He's like, "Ah, look, guys, get your phone out for any other song, but can I just ask you for a moment? Do you think we could enjoy this moment without a phone? Let's try it for one song." He's like, "Ah, come on, we'll we'll never be back here again." That melts my brain. Let's try it for one song. Put yeah. your phone away, guys, just for one song. Yeah. That melts my brain, mate. That must be distracting if you're a performer. Eh? 60,000 fucking lights shining in your face. I love when comedians get those bags. Uh, Lou CK puts it in a bag, gets you to put a phone in the bag before the gig. Mm -hmm. And the security gives you the bag and you can't open it. And uh, Dave okay. Chappelle does it as well. I'd like to see that. I get tickets to see... Um, talking about gigs and just you mentioning Chappelle, uh, I've got tickets to the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert at Wembley. Oh, aye. Um, in September and Chappelle's opening. No way. Brilliant. So Chappelle's opening and then the Foo Fighters are going to come on stage with a bunch of special guests and might be the last time that they ever, they ever play. Wow. Is the money gone towards his family and stuff? I think so, mate. Aye. That's good. It's not like fucking Dave Grohl needs the cash. Aye. Um, but... I've, I've, um, I've, like, disconnected myself for that story so much. Like, Foo Fighters are my favourite band in the world, mate. Yeah. Dave Grohl's one of my heroes. And to think, even just to imagine how full circle that's been for him. Like, that band started because he, his bandmate and one of his best friends died of suicide and was a heroin addict. And it looks to me like something bad has happened to Taylor Hawkins when he got found in a, a hotel room. Yeah. dead and he nearly overdosed in 2003 or 2004 in London and he's had a history of heroin addiction so poor Dave Grohl mate that must be plus Dave Grohl is the ultimate professional seems like a lovely human being 
never had any trouble. He's never been a bad person. He's never had any shit happen. And I think if I was him, I can't do people's thinking for them. But if I was in that situation, I'd be like, do you know what? I'm in my fifties. I've earned my money. I think that's me. Yep. I'd go to Hawaii and just chill. I'd hate to see that. Because he, he is a genius, isn't he? Aye, mate. Dave, he, that's the level of genius that goes unappreciated because he's so good at what he does. It's just accepted and it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Anything he touches is gold from Nirvana right up to anything that he's done has been amazing. Was he no, a dr- was it, was he no involved with Queens of the Stone Age? He drummed on the album Songs for the Death, which is a... F- fucking what an album that is yeah like incredible so we cameos like that that just amazing he's in another band as well called them crooked vultures with josh for queens of the stone age and john paul jones for led zeppelin holy fuck and uh, i've seen them in the edinburgh corn exchange and as much as you listen to the albums and it's not going to blow your mind because it's like three guys under 50 well john paul jones will be in his 70s whatever it's not like groundbreaking stuff uh-huh. See, seeing them play live, I mean, there was like a 30 minute jam between John Paul Jones, who's one of the greatest bass players of all time, and Dave Grohl, one of the greatest rock drummers of all time. And it was just like, mate, mate I could have just fucking jizzed in my drawers right, <laughs> right there. But you're right, everything that guy has done, Probot, you ever heard Probot? No. He did a metal album in like 2005. I'm going to note that so I don't forget that. Probot, I'm going to listen to that. And them Crooked Vultures. Have a listen to that shit, man. Um, Getting about it, folks, if you're listening, because sometimes I forget, like, oh, I mean, obviously people are listening to this, but when you bring up a band or I bring up a film, people are saying, oh, I watched that film. I think that's pretty cool. Aye, it's pretty cool, but I am looking forward to it, mate. Um, the reason I wouldn't normally pure pander to, like, a gig, a hundred quid a ticket and going to Wembley, uh-huh. I, I did that one time, Muse, Muse, I and it was like Buffy Clyro and Muse, um, and I travelled all the way to London and it's like a two day thing, and I was just kind of like, I don't know, looking back for it, just being like, that isn't what I like about mm. music. I prefer the barras, so yeah. like that. So I'm just kind of like, I don't even the hydro, unless it's something super special. I'm just like, nah, I'm alright, fuck it. But this, I was like, that band has had such an impact on my life. Uh-huh. that I need to go to this. Like, I, I just, it's got to be like a fucking pilgrimage. Like, I need to go. First time I seen Foo Fighters was in 1997. And wow. supporting the prodigy. Prodigy. I say, I always say the prodigy. Prodigy. The prodigy. I but it's the prodigy. Um, I seen them support them in the exhibition centre. My brother-in-law was like, that guy's, that guy was in Nirvana. And I was like, wait a minute. What guy? Was that a Monday night? I can't remember. Because I think I might have been at that gig. i seen The Prodigy. Exhibition the, Centre? Aye. It would have been. It was it. a Monday night. It was Carnage. I can't remember. It was, it was definitely fucking Carnage, man. Their gigs, mate. Wow. And then Keith Lint, another one, man. Another one gone. I only found out recently that that was suicide. I never knew that. Oh, did you know, mate? I did not know that. Like, last week, I found that out. I thought that was a drug death or whatever. Can you imagine, like, somebody... Of that cultural impact, such as Keith Flint, Firestarter, that was like that. The world changed, and like when he came on screen, 
and was then Firestarter the same yeah. way that it changed when the Sex Pistols went on the TV. It was like our generation's Sex Pistols. Like, uh -huh. what the fuck? Who the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? The success, the gigs, mate. I went to see them at Tea in the Park one night. They headlined NME stage. It was Massive Attack. Was it Massive Attack? It was. I think it was Kasabian, Massive Attack, and then them. And it was like... You want to talk about carnage, man? It was limbs. The cunts were going fucking crazy for them. Yeah. And that guy still struggled. Just not like. See, if you're depressed, like nothing penetrates it, man. Like nothing gets to it. All the success in the world, it just doesn't get to it, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy. Which, because I get a lot of people, maybe older family members, that will be like, I don't understand depression. If you're sad, you should talk to someone. Um, I try to say it's a chemical reaction in your brain it's like being blind and trying to tell a blind guy to see you can't just talk about it sometimes it doesn't work that way mm -hmm. have you ever been to a gig by yourself i've got separated but you've never people bought a ticket and went fuck it i'm going myself no, no i've always went with people never i would do it yeah 100 percent, i would do it i've not done it many times i think i've done it twice one was Hans Zimmer, and it was on my birthday. It was at, my birthday's the 19th of June. Right. Sunday. I'm 35 on Sunday, that's mental. Uh, I got a ticket for Hans Zimmer, and I went to the Hydro by myself. I just love Hans Zimmer. Um, when I took DMT, I hope the sun, I'm not going to do a fucking story on this. When I took DMT for the first time, I, I listened to Time by Hans Zimmer, and it altered my, my soul. And I've always loved his movies and films and all that. And I went there that night. I actually felt like I don't want anybody to be with me, to distract me from this. I want to take it in. Mm -hmm. And it was brilliant. And then I went to see an orchestra at the Royal Concert Hall as well. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a London. No, no, it wasn't them. It was, I got it for 20 quid. Right. <laughs> went down, sat in the front row. Um, as you can tell, I'm mad for soda water, right? Mm -hmm. Get a bottle of soda water, like a litre bottle of soda water, sat in the front row and watched this fucking 60 strong orchestra and it was brilliant. Aye, like, mate. I could literally touch the fucking trumpet player. I was actually talking to cunts. I was like, aye, fuck it. You only live once, didn't you? Aye, like, aye, good on you, pal. That's brilliant, mate. Amazing. How, have we, how long have we done? 50 minutes. 50 minutes, man. Holy fuck. Aye, I can't believe I'm 35 on Sunday, mate. Absolutely mental. Someone gave us a nice compliment yesterday, though. Just said, you don't look 35, mate. And I was like, I think six years sobriety has maybe helped. Mm -hmm. I was like, what age do you think I'm at? Uh, 39. I was like, what? It's going to say, maybe the hair transplants helped. <laughs> Aye, the hair transplants helped. Um, sorry, I says 39, because you're 39. Aye, that's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fucking dick. I'm kidding on. Um, how do you feel about Sunday then? Do you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm never going to be one of those people that are devastated about getting older. Do you know what? It's the process of life. I'm happy. Uh, this has been the most at peace I've ever been in my life. It's just the the nature of growing up and fuck it like i'll get a cake i'll watch a film and i'll chill out i don't know if i've said this before in the podcast i think i've kind of glanced over there, over it but my my granddad died on my birthday 
what did I do? When I was younger. Oh, that's a shame, mate. Ten years old. Fuck, man. We'll wrap up with the podcast with this story. But okay. um I like my granddad who inspired me with comedy and like loved Charlie Chaplin and the Marx Brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very funny guy. Used to walk about with like fake props and do amazing voices and stuff. I've got, I had an uncle, right, called Jerry that was he had mental health problems through alcohol addiction. Right. And he had to get a jag in his ass every two weeks because he would see things like Jesus coming out the Right, wall. okay. But, you know, one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I've ever met in my life. Very kind, very funny as well, by the way. Funny, funny guy. Sadly passed away as well. And I'm in the kitchen, I'm doing the dishes, right, for my ma. Mm-hmm. And Jerry like a silverback gorilla runs into my house with a bag and he's like oh hey hey you'll never guess what you'll never guess what so obviously because it's my birthday i'm standing there i see a bag and i i think my uncle jerry's got me a a birthday present Uh and he does that oh oh your granda died i was like what he's like your granda died last night he was going to go to blackpool with your gran but he tripped there the suitcase and he had a heart attack and he, he died in the room. Happy birthday. Like Cheers, Jerry. Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. Wow. So there we go. Is that devastating? Must have been. Aye, it was pretty devastating, aye. aye. I mean, I've spoke about that on stage and stuff and I've made a joke about it. Um, I can see the humour and the madness of that situation mm-hmm. now and I do find it quite funny. Is horrible... Is that, is that is hi mate is is that how your grandpa died yep i'm struggling not to point out the irony that he was like a charlie chaplin fan and that sort of slapstick and he died tripping over a fucking suitcase <laughs> well there you go i'm struggling not to not to point that out in a room full of props probably because he had like posters and wigs and right like all that shit but that was your inspiration as well yeah comedy and stuff that felt a lot funnier in my head by the way i felt like that was just a thing that i said and i was like fuck that's actually really horrible and aye but i I found the funny side aye if you can (laughs) see if you can see the funny side and stuff if there's something that is genuinely funny in a tragic situation seeing that is part of healing Uh being able to see that shows that you're over it Mm -hmm. really if you can start to be like kind of funny that my mentally ill uncle came in on my birthday with a bag and was like guess what and i was like oh. and he's like your grandpa's did happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh by the way jerry was the guy if you are listening if you've listened to all the podcasts jerry's the guy that i had that dream about right so the i think it's called a visitation dream mm-hmm. uh so i cheers for that jerry happy birthday um i used to say mad things like uh because he was quite overweight and he's like i'm a 28 and a waist and my uncle would be like ah is that only one half of you you fucking madman <laughs> one of your legs aye <laughs> so i have got a, a a strange family that i love very much so i think we've done nearly an hour um, I i don't really have anything else to say troops apart from if you enjoy the podcast please like and review we've had a surge of that stuff recently and it really really helps us 
I just want to thank Mr. Junk for sponsoring the podcast again. Well, details will come up on the screen and on the link of Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you need shit removed for your house, give them a phone. And yes, thank you very much. I start my tour in Greenock tomorrow. So thanks for the support. Thanks for the love. And thank you for being my friend. That was cheesy as fuck, wasn't it? <sighs> Cheers, Paul. Cheers, mate. I love you. Love you too. Get your banger up. <laughs> <laughs>